On this episode of St. Louis in Tune, we're going to return to civility as we always do. We have an interview with 2nd Lieutenant Dorian Neuendorf. She's the flight commander and associate conductor for the United States Air Force Band of Mid-America. We're also going to talk about the air show and the U.S. Navy Blue Angels, which is going to take place at Scott Air Force Base on May 13th and 14th. Oh, the word for the day, some other stuff. And don't forget, we will always like to end with some funny things. Now St. Louis in Tune. Well, greetings, listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Strucker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from and connect the gateway city to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. Mark Langston is on assignment, so we are going to go right away into our return to civility and for those of you who are listening right now, it is May, and it's right before Mother's Day, so I'm going to read you a Mother's Day kind of return to civility. Call your mom and thank her for giving birth to you. Why is it that the people to whom we owe the most are the ones we acknowledge the least frequently? And many times, and guys are especially bad about this, if you haven't gotten your Mother's Day card or the flowers or whatever you're going to do, if you're trying to make reservations, forget about it. Should have been done about three or four weeks ago. Just figure something out quickly. Don't scramble and don't uh, disappoint the kids. Don't disappoint your wife. Don't disappoint your kid's mom. It's going to be trouble otherwise. So figure that one out. It's important to take care of that. How about this, folks? So here is the test. What branch of the service are we talking about? We are talking about the United States Air Force. And we have 2nd Lieutenant Dorian Neuendorf on the line. Dorian, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. I appreciate you taking time to talk to us about what's going on this weekend, which is a big weekend at uh, Scott Air Force Base. And your uh, group that you're involved with, the band over there, is going to be playing at that event and also at some other events. So we're going to kind of take this apart a little bit. First of all, uh, what's, what's your background? Tell us a little bit about who Dorian is. Sure. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I've, I'm a second lieutenant, so I've been in the Air Force just about a year and a half. Um, so I'm pretty green in my career, but I love what I do. Um, get to work with amazing musicians. Um, my background is in um, classical music, so I'm a bassoonist. And so I studied bassoon in my undergraduate degree and a graduate degree in conducting. Some experience conducting orchestras and bands, um, working with a variety of ages and groups. Um, but I really love working with our folks here um, at the Band of Mid America. Now you have also done. Uh, you had a. You were a finalist for the American Prize in conducting. What What is that all about? Sure. Um, that's and a national prize. Um, there are a variety of categories. Um, reviewed by other um, by a board of folks who work in the same industry and um, are you're selected by um, it's actually pretty cool you submit a video submission um, uh, or recording depending on the category um, now m- many people know about some of the military bands they know about the DC bands the Army and the Navy and the Air Force and the Marine Corps, and I believe even the Coast Guard have bands uh, in Washington, D.C., but some mm-hmm. people don't know that there are bands all over the world and even one over at Scott Air Force Base. So tell us about the uh, United States Air Force Band of Mid-America. What's, what's the background sure. on that? Sure. So the, the Air Force has bands at several um, bases. Um, we call them our regional bands. But we are all in the same career field with those bands that you hear about in D.C. Or we have um, a band presence also at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. 
Um, so we are one of several stateside bands that are at another location other than, you know, other than in Washington, D.C. Uh, love our folks over there, but we are a band that we're under Air Mobility Command Headquarters here at Scott Air Force Base, and we are responsible for serving a 10-state region in the Midwest. So we uh, cover everywhere from Minnesota down to Arkansas. So when you say you cover that, what, what does that entail? Sure. So our mission is to honor, inspire, and connect with American people. So um, traditionally, you might think of an Air Force band um, at military events, but we also get out there in our communities and interact with the civilians. Um, all of our concerts are free and open to the public. And I'm sure you'll ask me some other questions, but I'd love to talk about our, yeah, also our free and open to the public concerts that are coming up. Yeah, um, absolutely. And why don't, why don't we go yeah. ahead and mention those right now? Uh, sure. you, you probably have a list in front of you, as I do. Mention uh, where those are going to be and the time. So people may not be able to get to Scott Air Force Base this weekend to hear the, the band, but they will be able to on some of these later dates in May. Sure. So on Monday, May 22nd, we will be at McKendree University. Um, on Wednesday, May 24th, we will be at the Skip Vera Center at Chaminade School in St. Louis. And on Friday, May 26th, we will be at Kirkwood Performing Arts Center over in Kirkwood, Missouri. So those are all somewhat local to um, to the audience that's listening here. Um, hopefully can make it out to one of those performances. Again, all of those concerts are free and open to the public. We do recommend reserving tickets ahead of time, and you can do that at afbandtix.com. Again, that's afbandtix.com. AFBandTix.com. What kind of music would people expect to hear from from your group? Um, we have a great variety on the program. So we've got some classical selections, some big band pieces, including The Great Gate of Kiev and Molly on the Shore. We've got a couple solos featuring some of our um, musicians, including a clarinet solo by WC and a flute solo by Mike Maurer. We also have vocalists who will be featured singing some uh, show tunes and jazz. Um, additionally, uh, we'll be performing some music from Saving Private Ryan, Hymn to the Fallen by John Williams, America the Beautiful, um, so and a couple other selections. We've got a good um, balance depending on what you... So a little bit of something for everyone. But the part of the concert that um, is means the most to us is we will be spending some time honoring our fallen um, in honor of Memorial Day, and we'll have some Gold Star families with us at those performances mm. to share some stories, um, some firsthand stories of local um, military members who did pay the ultimate sacrifice. And how, how big is the concert band, Dorian? Is, is this something that's, uh, how, how large, you know, you got lots of uh, instrumentation uh, going on in the band? Yeah, we are a 45-piece concert band, um, so a pretty full band, um, although it's more of a true wind ensemble. If you're familiar with, uh, if you go to a lot of band concerts, or maybe you've got a, you know, a, um, you know, maybe you know a clarinet player who's in a high school band, and you see rows and rows, so sometimes those get a little bigger than, than what we have going on, but we've got um, uh, pretty true to one on a part uh, for if anyone's really into band um, logistics out there. And, and the individuals who are playing, are these people who just enrolled in the Air Force and, oh, gee, by the way, I play clarinet, or are these individuals who have degrees maybe in the instrument in which they're playing and they wanted to get a career and this is a career that they've chosen? Yes. Our, our full-time job, our Air Force um, career code is to play in the band. That is our full-time job for the Air Force. We are all full-time active duty Air Force members. Uh, our process to join is um, an audition process. So if, you are, if you're someone that might be interested or know someone, um, you, can check out at, um, you can check out openings that we have. Uh, we post about them on our Facebook page, and there's also a website that I can share with you. And... Um, we have those openings that's similar to maybe an audition for 
an orchestra or another kind of professional opportunity. I've got and that, that website folks, there. That website's oh, yeah. music.af.mil slash bands. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, I love it. Um, we'd love to have folks check that out. And um, it's common, but not a requirement that most of our folks who audition, um, who pass the audition, often have at least one degree, if not two or three. So we've got some airmen in here who have doctorates, um, but almost everyone, I believe, at least has a bachelor's degree in music. So folks, when you go to listen, this isn't going to be like some uh, pickup group. This is These are professional musicians who will be playing, and I've, I've heard the, the quality and the caliber, and it's unbelievable. And so what was your initial urge to get into the Air Force Band as a conductor? Um, thank you. so. First of all, thank you so much for your kind words, and we're so excited to share um, the music with, with everyone in, who comes to, out to the concerts. Um, what we do is so special, and it's really for me personally, kind of a dream come true to be able to be part of um, what it means to be in the Air Force Band. Um, not only are you working with world-class musicians, but the way that we are, we are able to connect with the public um, is very meaningful. Um, the way we're able to offer that service back to the American people, um, again, offering our concerts, they're always free and open to the public, um, and we get to really share something special in those, you know, probably 90 to 100 minutes that we spend with you at the concert. Um, so those are the most impactful experiences and really looking forward to um, to sharing those moments with you. Now, I have read in some materials that there's also a, a couple other groups, uh, Roots in Blue, which is kind of like a rock mm-hmm. band, and then the mm-hmm. Airlifter Brass Ensemble. Do they, are these members of the overall like concert band, and will mm-hmm. they be performing also when you're going to be doing these performances? Great question, um, and happy to answer. We, I, uh, I apologize if I get some weeds for us, but um, yes, uh, all of our musicians, when they audition, they prove that they're multi-capable in their instrument and um, ready to play in a variety of groups. So most of our musicians do play in some small group, like a brass quintet or a rock band, and then, as needed, also perform it in the concert band. Um, and we don't try to overtask them too much, so they're not necessarily always performing in both groups. Um, uh, so we try to, you know, make sure they have time to sleep and eat and all that, but they're quite busy with um, a variety of performances. Uh, now, you mentioned Roots and Blue and Airlifter Brass. Those are the groups performing at the air show, this weekend. Okay. Um, I do want to mention that um, the air show is um, being listed as being uh, starting, I think, at noon. But if you get there before noon, the gates open at 9 a.m., and that's when our folks are playing um, before all the flying starts. So if you want to come on out um, to see them, they'll be playing between 9 and 11.30 on both Saturday and Sunday. Again, that's the rock band and the brass quintet. Well, you have to have your chops ready to go for that at 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they're great. They, you know, they're pros. They, but yes, it's they play in all kinds of conditions. They're going to be outside. We've got an awesome stage set up with some really cool stuff planned. Um, so, yeah, and if you get there early, then you get a good spot uh, for the to see the planes too. Yeah, and we're going to get into that in a little little bit. But I was, you know, I'm really surprised at the number of countries that you have all played in. You know, I I knew this the statement join the Navy and see the world, but this is like join the Air Force and see the world also. Would you mention some of the countries that the United States Air Force Band of Mid America has played in? It's not just all the ten states you talked about. These are like. Right. You know, other, way other countries, folks. So you can really see the world by, if you're a musician, by being in one of the in the military bands. That is true. Um, our band has, yeah, had the chance to 
travel um, to the Middle East. We have actually some folks who are um, in a deployed environment right now performing in a rock band. We have um, folks who have been to Ukraine and um, Kyrgyzstan. They've been to Africa. I mean, we've, and again, um, I apologize if I'm not the best person to speak to this just because I've not personally been in as long um, as some of my coworkers, but they've got amazing stories and I'm excited to have some of those same experiences. Um, a lot of our musicians have had an opportunity to serve at the United States Air Forces in Europe band, which is based out of Ramstein Air Base in Germany. And that band is uh, responsible. Their touring area, just like we have this 10-state region, their touring area is all of Europe and Africa. Wow. So they get, uh, if you're stationed over there, you're doing even more traveling. Um, and that's another one of our regional bands. Now, I won't bore you too much with the, you know, minutia of what what does regional band mean and all of that. But our, um, if you are in that career field, um, there's an opportunity to, opportunity to be stationed um, at a, at different bases at different points in time. And the fact that you get to meet a variety of distinguished individuals, I'm I'm reading a, from a list here: Pope John Paul II. Presidents, you know, George W. Bush, President Clinton, H.W. Bush, Jimmy Carter, the Queen of the Netherlands, and, and other foreign leaders and U.S. leaders. It's something that I don't think people grasp is you, you see people on television or you read about them or hear about them on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then when you're finally, you get a chance to see them in person. And many times band members get to see them up close uh, because of mm-hmm. the proximity of where they're located. It's got to be a really thrilling experience uh, and just a, a memorable once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience. It is. It is. Again, I, I feel like I'm just at the start of my career, so I've, um, I haven't experienced that myself too much, but I'm, you're totally correct. Um, we get to be a part of really amazing moments in history, um, and they're really memorable, and you know, we are happy to be there again, sharing those moments with each other and with the American people. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Dorian about the air show a little bit, and she's going to tell us from her perspective as a musician what you will all be seeing and listening to. So don't go away. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langson of St. Louis In Tune. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to St. Louis In Tune. On each and every show, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories and interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. Hey, we cover a wide range of content in the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, and humor, justice, and sports, and that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we connect to what is going on nationally as well. If you missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis In Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There you'll find every show from our first to our most current. Use the search engine and look for a show that might interest you And if you have an area that you'd like us to examine deeper, let us know. Just drop us a line at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis In Tune, heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website again is stlintune.com. STLintune.com.
This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune. Welcome back to St. Louis In Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. Mark is on assignment, and he will be back for our next show. I love listening to that. It's just, I'm just going to pipe it up a little bit more here. It's just great. I love band music. I'm a band guy. I love orchestra, but I'm a band guy at heart. So, folks, uh, we have been talking to uh, a member. Actually, she's not a member. She is a director of the flight. She's flight commander and associate conductor of the United States Air Force Band of Mid-America at Scott Air Force Base, Second Lieutenant Dorian Neuendorf. And, Dorian, the air show coming up this weekend, which is uh, Saturday and Sunday, the times of the air show is, I believe you said it started at noon, but folks, you need to get there a little bit earlier. Uh, matter of fact, it starts at 11.30, some of the, with opening remarks. You need to get there earlier at 9 o'clock to hear the Roots in Blues rock band and the Airlifter Brass Ensemble. They will be performing also. So as you have kind of, uh, they're gearing up over there for the air show and all these planes are flying in and the Blue Angels are going to be there, That that's a quite an experience, uh, quite a... Uh, a whole listing of of aircraft that are going to be there. Do you get a chance to go through any of those aircraft or take a look at them, or are you kind of tied down with your duties? Oh, I believe the um, there will be seventeen static aircraft displays um, that I think anyone could could go look at. But we um, we actually uh, get a little bit of a a front row seat because I I don't know if you just heard a plane flying overhead, but um, they're out here practicing today, so we get wow. we get a little sneak peek uh, <laughs> of the rehearsals because our band building is actually um, right by the flight line, um, so we we get a little pre-show. Um, but no, we we're very excited to also enjoy um, the you know what the pilots are going on and and see them uh, do their thing, and um, we're happy to. To also perform and sorry they're flying overhead again that's okay um, and uh no we're uh we're just looking forward to it this is um, a huge undertaking for scott air force base and for our senior leaders over here um putting this together um and we're of course happy to support and happy to welcome um members of the public who are here to see, um you know see a little bit of what we do, what we do as the band, but then also what the Air Force does, and um, how grateful we are to be part of this community. Now, would you please review again the uh, performances that you're going to be having this weekend, and then the performances mm-hmm. later on in May for our audience? Sure thing. So we will be out there Saturday and Sunday. That's this Saturday and Sunday, May 13th and 14th. Um, you can catch the band performing from nine o'clock to 11:30. Um, and then we'll stop playing when it's time for for the pilots to to take to the sky and and do their thing. So um, that's both this Saturday and Sunday at Scott Air Force Base as part of the air show. Um, we have a stage that will be out there, so I, I don't think it'll be hard to miss us. Just got to get there a little early, and then um, and then it's we're right into concert band, so we'll be rehearsing and, and getting ready to put on some shows for you there. Those are May 22nd. That's a Monday at McKendree University. Um, Wednesday, May 24th at 
Skip Bura Center at Chaminade School in St. Louis, and Friday, May 26th, at Kirkwood Performing Arts Center in Kirkwood, Missouri. All of those are in the evening at 7 p.m. And tickets for those are free and open to the public, but we do recommend reserving tickets ahead of time. You can do that by going to afbandtix.com. That's T-I-X for ticks. So that's afbandtix.com. Second Lieutenant Dorian Neuendorf, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and in, in prepping for this weekend to talk with us on St. Louis in Tune about uh, the band and what they're going to be doing uh, at the air show and also later on in May for the concerts. Best luck to you and wishes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us and, and letting us share a little bit about what we do with you. We appreciate Dorian. Take care. Thank you. We're sending her off, folks, into the wild blue yonder. I want to mention that this is the first air show at Scott Air Force Base since 2017. And there are air shows, used to have air shows down at the riverfront for the VP Fair. And Chesterfield also has air shows. Matter of fact, the Blue Angels are going to be performing this weekend. And we're going to be talking with about them, not with them. We're going to be talking about them in a little bit. But they will not be back in the area for a year. They will be performing in Chesterfield in the summer of... 2024. So this is an opportunity. It's a rare opportunity to see the Blue Angels uh, flying. And uh, we're going to go into a little history about uh, them and uh, give you some insight from one of their first commanders, actually, who one of the gentlemen who organized this particular uh, group. But the lineup for the Scott Air Force Base show is uh, the Red Bull Team Teaser Honor Guard. The Band of Mid-America will play at 11.30. There's going to be a flyover with a C-21, a C-40, and a KC-135. During that time, the Red Bull Team at noon. And then there's a group called Tora Tora Tora, which they will be talking, or they will be kind of showing what happened during the uh, Pearl Harbor situation. There also is, at 1 p.m., a MiG-17. A MiG-17, this would be one that would be flying over kind of Korea at the time. Uh, a P-51 Mustang, a Heritage Flight, and an F-22 demo. And that's uh, one of the latest aircrafts that the United States uh, makes. Then there's an extreme flight going to happen uh, at the end of the 1 o'clock hour. At uh, the 2 o'clock hour, a C-17 West Coast demo team. The C-17, those are those big planes that carry a lot of uh, cargo. There's a Jet Provost, a C-130. The Wings of Blue, the Blue Angels will play, uh, will, will play, will fly at 3 p.m. And I don't know if you've seen any of the videos about the Blue Angels or how they manage to do some of the things that they do, but I was watching a video last night in preparation for this that they are not watching, looking ahead. They are watching their wings, and I believe they are 18 inches away from each other when they are performing, 18 inches. And the Blue Angels have an interesting history. Uh, they were kind of formed by Captain Roy Marlin Voris, who went at, he kind of went as Butch, and he had 76 years of being an aviator, and he uh, really was one of the individuals instrumental in getting the Blue Angels together. And I'm going to play an interview uh, with him not that we did, but that was done previously with the Navy. But the Blue Angels have performed combat maneuvers for audiences in the F-6 Hellcat, the F-8 Bearcat, the F-9 Panther, the F-9 Cougar, the F-11 Tiger, the F-4 Phantom, the A-4 Skyhawk, the F-A-18 Hornet, and the F-A-18 Super Hornet, which is what they fly right now as they celebrate and come out of their uh, 77th anniversary of, of flying. So the Blue Angels are going to be using a six-plane delta formation, and as I mentioned, that they are flying like 18 inches apart. So what I'd like to do is play an interview uh, of Captain Roy Marlin Butch Avoris that was done uh, several years ago. He is since deceased, but he talks about how the Blue Angels actually were formed and uh, 
what was the impetus behind it. He's got a little humor in there. So this is a very interesting uh, behind-the-scenes look at the Blue Angels. Let's listen. When the direction came down from Washington to start this team, I happened to be, well, it's good fortune in the right place and with the right background uh, to be called. I was a fresh-caught lieutenant commander, and I was 25 years old. I was selected. I was a bachelor and, and had done acrobatic flying. It was kind of one of the things I enjoyed doing. Being a fighter pilot, you better be comfortable upside down, right side up, low to the ground, high to the ground. What do you have for qualifications? I fit in the airplane, knew how to fly, and uh, uh, was able to devote 100% of my time to it since I didn't have to go home and take uh, kitties to, to the doctor and do things like that. So it also established, and I did this, established that the requirement that everybody on the team be a bachelor. So uh, we had all be in stepping and marching to the, the, the same tune. So the Navy, in the Secretary of the Navy's office, and of course in concert with the Chief Naval Operations, decided that we, we will form a Navy flight exhibition team. We were formed in the training command purposely to provide an incentive for the young cadets coming up through to say, here's what you will eventually be doing this type of flying. The idea was bring fighter aviation down, since we were fighters, that normally takes place well up in the sky and uh, not in close view of the average public, general public, bring it down to where they can see it. Unfortunately, uh, I had served, uh, you know, with a lot of wonderful pilots and I was able to pick my people. And uh, that made it easier because we didn't have, we were under almost emergency orders to get this thing in the air. The instructions that I got, uh, and are the kind you like if you're, if you're assigned to do something, is go do it, tell me when you've done it and you're ready. And of course, Washington realized it was sensitive. And they also knew that uh, we could be in the headlines tomorrow if we had a bad accident or something went wrong. And we started with three planes. That's because of the big propellers. You get a fourth plane in that slot with that big meat eater back there, and it's a little hard to manage and do what I thought we wanted to do. So Butch and his team went at it, trying everything under the sun. After a lot of trial and error, they put together a show. Calling out the top brass at the Jacksonville Air Station, Butch and the boys prepared to show the Admiral what they had come up with. He says, okay, I'm ready if you're ready. So we went at it. Not a word was said. I mean, swish, 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 swish. Pulled up, got out of our planes, and went over to the corner of the hangar, and uh, he's shaking his You crazy son of a You're going to kill yourself. You're going to kill you. But it's a great show. As Butch and his team began performing at more and more air shows throughout the country, people loved them, and it dawned on them. They needed a name. We guess we'd been on the road not more than about a month, maybe something like that, when we said, we've got to, we've got to come up with a name here and come up with it shortly. And so we ran a contest in the training command, which is, encompasses a number of bases and quite a big population and with a monetary payment and the pride of having come up with a name. And boy, the name started coming in. And, uh, uh, Sky Dancers, uh, Navy Blue Lancers. But we didn't get a name that we liked. Well, I remember sitting in the room there with my number two man, Morris Wickendall, Wick Wickendall. And uh, he um, was going through the New Yorker magazine goings on about town in the front part of it, and it lists the night spots and entertainment and the dining spots, and, and he says, boss, I got it, I've got it, I've got it. And I said, what is it? Says, Blue Angels. He says, here's a Blue Angel nightclub. And it was absolutely, hands down, that's it. Wow. That's pretty incredible that they got their name from from the New Yorker, from a from a a place to go. So I want to encourage you if you've not been to see one of these air shows, it's 
and it's one thing sitting on the side of the road and watching the planes fly over. That's great, and it's nice to see the Blue Angels like that. But if you get a chance to get over to Scott Air Force Base and actually get in these planes, some of them, you'll, they, they will let you get in the plane. And some of them, you can just, you know, they'll, you can climb up and just look in like some of the fighters. I had an opportunity to do that when I was in elementary school or junior high. I don't remember one of the two. And it's just it's amazing. And then to see the enormity of these planes as you get up close to them, it's unbelievable. And to think that people are flying at, uh, you know, a little faster than the speed of sound sometimes in some of these aircraft, it's just unbelievable. So I encourage you, get over to Scott Air Force Base this weekend to take a look. That's going to be Saturday and Sunday. And when you're over there, please take time to listen to the U.S. Air Force Band of Mid-America. They'll be performing over there in the morning. And if you don't get a chance to hear them there, May 22nd at McKendree University, May 24th at the Skip Berg Center for the Arts at Chaminade School, and Friday, May 26th at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. Those are all at 7 p.m. And you can, again, get tickets for those events. It's, they're free to the public, but it's, it's recommended that you get tickets, and you can get tickets at this following website, afbandtix.com, afbandtix.com. So we're going to take a brief break, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about a couple other things that we have scheduled, but we're going to fly away with the U.S. Air Force Band and their theme again on our way out here. into strives to bring you informative useful and reflective stories and interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people places and things our topics cover a wide range such as the arts crime education employment faith finance food health history housing humor justice and even sports and that's just to name a few while St. Louis in Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we connect to what is going on nationally as well. If you enjoy what you hear, please take time and like and share and subscribe to this show and listen to other previous shows that can be found on our website, stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. Or on your favorite podcast platform, that's stlintune.com. STL intune.com and if you've got an idea that you'd like for us to examine a little deeper let us know by dropping us a note at stlintune at gmail.com that's stlintune at gmail.com st louis in tune heard monday through friday on the u.s radio network.com and many great radio stations around the u.s and of course right here in st louis our website again is stl Intune.com. We want to hear from you. STLintune.com. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis Intune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dreadscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune. This is Arnold Strucker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. Welcome back to the show. Mark is on assignment. Hey, I want to let you know our word of the day. We missed that last time, our word of the day. This is a good one, and I'm going to tell you what it means before I pronounce it for you. Actually, I'm going to give you the sentence. I'll give you the sentence and see if you can figure out what the word means. When the dog walker wanted to change direction, 
The perficacious Yorkie dug her nails into the ground and glared. Let me repeat that again. When the dog walker wanted to change direction, the perficacious Yorkie dug her nails into the ground and glared. So what do you think it means? It means stubborn, obstinate, extremely willful, and was first recorded in English around 1630. So maybe you know someone who's perficacious and it doesn't happen to be an animal, your dog, or your cat, or it could be maybe your kids every once in a while, every once in a while, could be a spouse every once in a while, not all the time, every once in a while, or maybe not, or maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a sibling, hmm, think about that one, perficacious, I'll spell it for you, P-E-R-V-I-C-A-C-I-O-U-S. So we've got some other things to celebrate here in the metropolitan St. Louis area. We did this on a show a couple times ago. These are anniversaries or birthdays. The Wyman Center is 125 years old this year. The Wyman Center started as a camp for young people from lower income communities and then became like a residential camp and then for some uh, social emotional programming and leadership training. Uh, that the nonprofit would do, and it's now currently a three-week residential camp, and it's just one component of a much larger array of services that's offered in schools and communities. And this leadership, the leadership program is a nine-year program that begins in middle school and goes on. It's just a wonderful program. If you want to share a Wyman story, they're collecting some of those. You might want to check them out online. So here's another one, 150 years, the St. Louis Liederkranz German Singing Club. They are celebrating their 150th anniversary of bringing the love of German folk songs and the music of our immigrant ancestors to their homeland, their new homeland of America. So 150 years for the Liederkranz German Singing Club. Another one. This is the Mind's Eye. When Mind's Eye founder, Father Boniface Wittenbrink, was approached years ago about starting a radio information service to help people with blindness and visual disabilities, he didn't think he could do it, but he said, I will try. So Mind's Eye, they are actually located over at the Our Lady of Snow Shrine in Belleville. And you may remember in one of the last big storms that came through there, antenna came down, their tower came down. But what they've done is they employ eight full-time and part-time workers, about 190 volunteers. They have reached about 1,200 blind and visually impaired people in the region. And it's estimated that maybe 5,000 people use them. So that's Mind's Eye. They are focused on reading newspapers and magazines for people who could listen on special radios. The organization has sent them. Great organization there, great organizations. A lot of these are, folks. Here's another one, the New Jewish Theater. We've talked to many people who have performed there, even the director at the New Jewish Theater. They're celebrating their 25th season out at the Jewish Community Center, and the uh, presentations have gone kind of from a a classroom to a 99-seat black box. They are now up to 150 theater goers in this fully equipped black box that they have. So please take time to go see some events out of the new Jewish theater. I know we will be talking to uh, some of those uh, individuals who perform in those and also uh, direct those things. We've talked about some of these other ones. I'm skipping some things right now. We're getting to the St. Louis Art Fair is celebrating 30 years, 30 decades. And this is normally held in Clayton, Missouri. People have a lot of fun uh, checking things out there. Here's another one. Uh, Chris, Chris's Steakhouse and Bar, the first and last word in Prime Ribbon, St. Louis. That's 75 years, 75 years. The Kane family operated it, and then it was passed down. And uh, something to just go get out and see some of these places, support them, be a great St. Louisan in the community where we live. Don't be pervicacious. Don't be stubborn. Don't be obstinate. Don't be extremely willful. But be happy to engage them 
and participate with them or support them or volunteer even. And as a volunteer, let's, let's remember that uh, I want to read these things again. If you want to see the U.S. Air Force Band of Mid-America, that's this weekend, May 13th and 14th at Scott Air Force Base. They are performing starting at 8.30, some of the jazz band and some of the uh, brass group. But the band will perform at 11.30. Also, you can hear them May 22nd at McKendree University, May 24th at Chaminade School, May 26th at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. So don't forget about those things. Don't forget about the air show that's going on the 13th and 14th. If you don't have anything going on, it might be a great place to take mom, especially if mom likes the Blue Angels. So we've now come to the point where it's time for some humor, humor, hmm, humor, humor, humor. Birthdays. Birthdays are always good for your health. Studies show that people who have more birthdays live longer. Mm -hmm. You know, I helped my neighbor out with something this morning, and she said to me, I could marry you. I couldn't believe it. You do something nice for someone, and they threaten to ruin your life in return? Mm, No, that just, just, just depends. I'm just reading jokes, folks. I'm just reading jokes. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Here's another one, and I've read this one before, but it's, it's a good one to read again. Now, remember, this is the month of May when we're talking right now, when we're, when we're broadcasting this live. And so if you're listening to this in October, don't worry about this. You may not get it, but it's the month of May. And in the month of May, many children will come to their teacher seeing that they're getting a very low grade, and they come to their teacher and say, what other work can I do? to get my grade up, and many times they haven't turned in what they should have done. So here is the joke. The student says, hey, can I get something to help my grade? The teacher says, "Mm, well, it's May. The student says, well, sorry, may I do something to help get my grade up? Oh, okay. Well, it's a tough crowd out there. And many of you might know John Daly. He's the golfer, and he's struggled with some things. He's, he's a heavy smoker. He's a heavy drinker. He's a heavy eater, too. And he said something on the course the other day that I really couldn't believe. He said, you can't pull fat. That's why I'm never injured. Hmm. How many people knew this? The reason that the plural of goose is geese but the plural of moose is not meese, is because goose derives from an ancient Germanic word undergoing strong declension in the pattern of foot, feet, and tooth, teeth, wherein oo, double O, is mutated to E. However, moose is a Native American word added to the English lexicon only 400 years ago and lacks the et- etymological reason to be pluralized in that way. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I hope y'all, uh, yeah, I hope y'all got that one. That was that was interesting. And um, Blazing Saddles, many of you remember Blazing Saddles way way back. It's just been edited for television. It will air tonight from eight o'clock to eight o seven. Hmm. So. Moms, sometimes they change over the course of time, and this is a great one for Mother's Day. Moms now versus moms then. Moms now versus moms then. So moms now would say, that word is inappropriate. Moms then would say, say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. Hmm. Moms now would say, good job trying one bite of the dinner I made. Now you can have mac and cheese. Moms then would say, you'll eat what I make whether you like it or not. There are starving children in the world. Moms now would say, I can see you're upset. Take a deep breath and use your words. Moms then would say, you better stop crying or I'll really give you something to cry about. Moms now would say, you can walk around the block by yourself. I'll drive you. Text me when you need a ride back. 
Moms then say, you want to go out? Take your bike. Just be home before dark. Hmm. You know, there was a, a recent astronomy kind of vision the other the other day. It was that pink moon. You know, it seems like there's always some kind of moon going on. There's the blue moon. There's the pink moon. There's the full moon. There's the harvest moon. There's all these kinds of moons. But with the pink moon, I don't know if you got to stay up to the right time. And sometimes it's like, I got tired of waiting for the pink moon, so I just I put a slice of bologna on the window. Well, hmm, hmm. Okay, so this is somebody who has really gotten the urge to do better with their health and exercise a little bit more. And many of you have done that after the new year, but you've kind of maybe fallen off a little bit. Well, I want to encourage you with this. This person was going out to buy a treadmill. And they said, can I try it out first? And the salesperson said, sure. And so that person just pulled out a laundry basket and hung some wet clothes on it. And they said, I like it. Hmm. Grandma once said, sometimes you have to hug the people you don't like so you know how big to dig the hole in your backyard. (laughs) And then there's the person who thinks they're worth more when they go to get a job interview or go for their job review. You're asking a pretty high salary for someone with no experience. Well, this job is going to be super hard since I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And how about this one? Abundance isn't about having lots of stuff. It's knowing you already have more than enough. Oh, that's exactly right. That's very good. Yes, that's very good. And then we're going to close with this one. A genie granted me one wish. So I said, I just want to be happy. Now I'm living in a cottage with six dwarves and working in a mine. Well, folks, that's all for this hour. Don't forget when the Martians invade, there's only one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. For St. Louis in Tune, co-host Mark Langston, I'm Arnold Stricker. Remember to walk worthy and let your light shine.